Hey everybody, it's Jeanette. And Megan. And this is episode one of season two. Crime time. <laughs> time for crime. Yeah. Yeah. This is Jam Session Crime Time with Jeanette and Megan. We have switched gears and we have picked a niche. We're going to talk about murderers. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, you're going to learn all the ways not to die. Exactly. Just stay away from these fucking weirdos. That's all. Freaking creeps. Um, but like always, we are starting out with food of the week. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> Jeanette, what's your food of the week this week? Um, I've been drinking these blueberry pineapple smoothies in the morning, and they've been really good. I enjoy them. It's a nice change from the usual just egg and toast very refreshing does it fill you up yeah it fills me up for two whole hours until i have my snack (laughs) (laughs) love it (laughs) precisely what's your food of the week um i went somewhere that i normally don't go i typically don't like Greek or Mideastern food, but I went to Hala's Midwest Eatery and Market. It's by my job off University Boulevard in Jacksonville, Florida. And I had lamb shawarma. Don't know if I'm saying it correctly, (laughs) but it was delicious. (laughs) That's a long ass name. Yeah, it's, um, I thought it was going to be Greek food, but I feel like it's more Middle Eastern uh, saw the biggest fucking squash of my life there. <laughs> it was like, it reminded me of a playground slide. What? And it was almost as big. Would they have a, just a giant squash chilling when you walk in? Multiples. Yeah, because they're a market. So they oh. have they have a bunch of interesting things. I'm going back. And I'm going to buy some stuff. They have, like, tzatziki sauce and these weird squashes and um, all kinds of shit. I loved it. I liked it. It was good. Um, I have a quick question before we dive in. How was your time off? Did you enjoy your time off? Yes, I really did. So you came to town. Yeah, I did. And that was the best moment of my life. As it should be. And then you left, and that was the saddest moment of my life. I'm going to see you in like six or seven weeks. That's excellent, because the week that you're gone, I just cried every day. So I'd say No, you didn't. No, you didn't. (laughs) Cool. Did you enjoy your time off? I feel like I didn't have time off, (laughs) but it was fun. That's good. Like traveling to Jacksonville and hanging out with everyone and we did our photo shoot and that was fun. I don't know if y'all have seen our new cover. If you haven't, look at it. Um, That was a fun day. Because it's up. Yeah. It's up like my dick. And then... um, I sweat my dick off. (laughs) Yeah. Megan's like a rainforest. (laughs) And she's hot. (laughs) She turns into a steamy jungle. (laughs) It's gross. (sighs) Got everything all lined up and ready to go. Ready to rock and roll. Excellent! 
So today we're going to talk about a killer that I've been obsessed with since I was little. <laughs> uh, why? Um, honestly, I think the real reason is, is because he was a clown killer. And I'm yeah. terrified of clowns. And I don't know if it's because of this guy or if it's because I'm terrified of clowns. So I'm like fascinated by them. Yeah. But my pick for our first episode is John Wayne Gacy, the clown killer. Ugh, I hate that. And I just want to, I just want to like, um, let y'all know that he didn't kill clowns. He dressed up as a clown. <laughs> and that's fucking yeah. creepy. <laughs> <sighs> so if you hate clowns, this is not your jam. But if you love clowns, no. this still won't be your jam. Because this guy sucked. He sucked super hard. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> okay. So, early life of John Wayne Gacy, he was born on March 17, 1942, in Chicago, Illinois. He's a Pisces, and he was born on St. Patrick's Day. Um, I wonder if Chicago is, like, upset about being known for housing this killer clown guy. If, like, gives Chicago a bad name. 100%. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Okay, continue. <laughs> John grew up with an alcoholic father, and he would verbally and physically abuse John and his siblings. But all John... Oh, yeah, yeah, comment, comment. I just wanted to say he was one of three children. <laughs> Thank you, I didn't know that. <laughs> and I wanted to add that... Um, his dad beat him up because he was not a man's man. Like, he was not into sports and hunting and fishing and all that. Like, John was, like, a soft, gentle boy, and he wanted to hang out and bake in the kitchen with his mom. And his dad hated that because he's like, you're my only boy, and I need you to be a boy boy. The other kids were girls? Yeah, he had sisters. And he, the dad was beating them up, too? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What a piece of shit. That's a fascinating tidbit of information, Jeanette. I did not find that in my research. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but all John wanted in his life was to make his dad proud. But unfortunately, that never happened, and his dad hated him until he died. Um, do you think he, his dad was proud? Like, if you're like, shit, fuck, I really want to make my dad proud. How can I do that? And they're like, fuck, I know, I'll go kill a bunch of people. That ought to do the trick. No, I think that he no? was like, huh. That's weird. fuck my dad. I'm going to kill a bunch of people. <laughs> oh, I thought he was like, man, I really want to make him proud, so... I'm going to make history. I don't know. He did make history. He did. He definitely did. Okay. Sorry. I'm going to interrupt you constantly. Just 
FYI. That's cool. That's cool. You know, we both did research and like always we found different shit. So this is going to be wonderful because we're both learning. Yeah. So Gacy had dropped out of high school. He was like transferring to a bunch of different schools and you know, that's like hard to do. So he ended up dropping out, but he did enroll himself into college and he excelled. He went to school for business and he was like a natural born salesman. He was really good at selling shit to people. And um, he ended up marrying his first wife, Marilyn Myers, and she was from a super wealthy family. And he ended up moving from Chicago to Waterloo, Iowa. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Um, is Waterloo where they make the bubbly water? I don't know. Oh, well, my next comment is that's a stupid name. That's not nice. <laughs> well, I mean, when you think of it, like, people in Britain call the loo the toilet. The toilet is the loo, and water is water. So it's basically water toilet. If any listeners are from Waterloo, Iowa... I am so sorry for Jeanette's behavior. Your town name sucks. <laughs> Your town sucks. Why is it called Water Potty? <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, <laughs> John ended up taking over his father-in-law's chicken restaurant. <laughs> Sorry, this one I have some questions. Um, okay, so he took over his father-in-law's chicken restaurant and started making a name for himself in Waterloo. Like, people knew who he was. He was like, but what's a fucking chicken restaurant? I think it's KFC. It's KFC. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, that'll oh make God. sense later. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that will. Okay, I also wanted to add, before he got married, I found out that he left home and went to Las Vegas. And he worked at a mortuary for about a year. And they said when he came back to Chicago, that he came back and he seemed more confident and self-assured and stuff. That's weird. Why? Why are you looking at me like I made that up? Because, <laughs> no, it's not you. It's the information you're telling me. <laughs> well, I thought it was weird that he moved to Las Vegas and worked at a mortuary. I guess he did work with the dead bodies, but they don't really know exactly what he was doing there. Bum, bum, bum. So Gacy's first run-in with the law was in 1968. A former male employee said John Wayne Gacy forced himself on him and he made the boy perform sexual acts on him. And everybody in the community is like super shocked about him getting arrested because, I mean, I guess on the outside he just seemed like a really likable guy from everybody. And after this had happened, he was arrested, and he was sentenced for 10 years. But this dude 
only ended up serving 18 months of that 10-year sentence, and he was let go. Like, that's not even justice. Yes, <gasps> question. That question. fucking blows my mind. If Okay, this this fucking blows my mind. It's such a slap in the face to the victims when right? someone does something like this and they're supposed to get 10 years, but they only have to serve a year and a half. Like, that's your basic. Oh, my God. It just makes me the worst mad for the victims because you're basically not validating what happened to them. You're like, oh, that happened to you. Oh, well, psh, sorry about it. We're letting this creep loose. Yeah, he like only serves one tenth of his sentence. Are How? you freaking How? kidding me? Why? How? I don't understand. Ridiculous. Ugh. Oh, and then to top it off, his wife was like, oh my God, I don't want to be married to you anymore. Like any regular normal person. And she was like, I'm going to divorce you. And he got so upset that he was like, all right, cool. Well, I disown you and my two children with you. I don't even care about y'all. He had a boy and a girl, and he was like, screw you guys. Like, good. are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> but, yeah, good. good. Honestly, yeah. In, in the grand scheme of things, that was probably the best thing that could have happened to those kids and Marilyn is to just get away and cut all ties with this freakazoid. Bye. Go. So once John was released out of a prison in Iowa, he moved back to Chicago, where he was born, to start his new life. And he moved in with his mom. He remarried a woman named Carol, and she had two children from previous marriage, and they moved in together. And John's mom moved out. They never had kids together, but like, it was a weird marriage, you know? He was the life of the party. He had, again, like, block parties. He volunteered in the community. He would, like, visit children's hospitals dressed up as a clown. He would do children's birthday parties dressed up as a clown. Clowns that he made. Like, he'd do his makeup and stuff. And he had two different, like, types. and. Friends and family are like, oh, he's such an upstanding citizen. So it looks like he's changing his life. False. False. Do you know what his clown name was? Um, Pogo the Clown yeah. was the, the nice clown. And then his bad clown. Oh, my God. I can't remember his bad clown. But I didn't know there was a bad and good. Yeah, but his good clown where he went to the hospitals and the birthday parties, he's Pogo the Clown. And his makeup was so freaking scary. I hate clowns. I hated it. I really hated it. I hate it so much. I hate clowns. Um, But his second wife, Carol, started noticing things around the house that were odd like men's ID cards, their wallets. She would find like men's porn. Well, I mean, I don't know if they're men's or women's, but they would be 
porno mags of guys and he was a dude and uh she she found a police badge and when she asked about it he was like yeah what's none of your business what (laughs) yes (laughs) i heard that he also like they had a garage and in the garage he would bring like these boys to their house and she said that he had like a red light in there and some chains and blankets and she just didn't ask questions. Oh, I did read where he had like a boys club. Yeah, she's like she just always was like, "Oh, okay. Uh that's fine because he had like convinced her that he just knew all these kids from his business and it was just business related hanging outs with chains and red lights because that's normal when Megan and I hang out we have chains and red lights (laughs) just just a normal night well after like the garage stuff and all the boys and all the boys licenses and little underwear that she was finding she decided she was going to file for divorce and she moved out of the home with her two daughters but she didn't move out until things were finalized and she was able to get an apartment but either way she left she left and she took her kid smart girl um good for you carol way to go good job carol good Good girl. Um, So teenage boys started coming forward in the late 1960s saying that Gacy was sexually assaulting them. And Gacy would tell the boys multiple things for them to, like, cooperate with what he was doing to them. Like, it was horrible shit. Um, He would... Tell them that you have to have sex with a man before you can have sex with a woman. Mm-hmm. Or another one was that he was commissioned to conduct homosexual experiments in the interest of scientific research. And then he would pay them $50. Like, hey, I'm going to do, yeah, like, I'm going to do all this horrible things to you. And it's in the name of science. And here's a little bit of money. Fucked up. Okay, this just reiterates how, like, undeveloped your mind is when you're that age. Yeah, because these are, like, teenage boys. Yeah, like, ugh, it just makes these crimes even worse because you're taking advantage of children, basically, with their undeveloped brains and convincing them of these things that you couldn't otherwise convince an adult. It's just so awful stupid yeah well you know he's like a predator and that's Mm -hmm. what he does so gacy was starting to use forms of intimidation to like deter his victims of coming forward and he was using threats violence and money and he would have like his teenage friends that he knew threaten the other ones it was just He's just kind of a piece of crap. Um, and he was also able to lure boys into his uh, house by telling them that he was going to show them pornos and provide alcohol. So, you know, as a teenager, you're like, heck yeah. 
Yeah, like, cool, you're going to give me alcohol and show me porn? That's freaking cool. But that was a trap. Trap. You know what else is a trap? What? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Just calm down. I'll tell you, Megan. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> um, I found out that he had a red flashing police light on his car. What? So... Late at night, he would drive around and look for young boys who were walking down the sidewalk or whatever, and he would pull them over and act like a police officer or someone with authority, and he'd be like, hey, you're out past curfew. You need to come with me, and I'll take you home. And who knows who fell victim to that little trick. That's probably what the police badge was for. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you said it. And then another thing he would do is, since he was a clown, he would show them magic tricks by handcuffing them. He would put the handcuffs on himself and then get out of it. And then he would put the handcuffs on the boys and they could not get out of it because it wasn't a trick at all. And one of the kids, his name's Tony, um, he said that Gacy showed up to his house really late at night. I guess his parents weren't home I don't know and he's like oh I just wanted to check in on you and he did this trick he invited himself in and he was like hey I want to show you this trick and he put the handcuffs on himself and he got out of them and then he put them on Tony and Tony could not get out so I guess somehow Tony was like a wrestler or something and he was wrestling him and trying to get away from him and somehow he got out of the cuffs like he tore his hands up to get out of the cuffs and Gacy turned it around and acted like oh my god you passed the test like you passed the test you're the <gasps> only one who's been able to get out of the cuffs this just means you're the coolest kid like he just made it seem that he had passed some sort of test and then the kid was like I just remained friends with him and I remained working with him because he thought he had reached some cool status with Gacy and passed this cool test. You know what I mean? Like, he's, like, looking back at it now as an adult. It could have wound up so bad for me, (laughs) like, if I hadn't have gotten out of those cuffs. Oh, and ropes. He would show them rope trips tricks and then wind up choking them. Yeah, a lot of his victims died of, like, asphyxiation. Yeah. So... Shit starts to go down whenever this teenage boy named Robert Piest went missing and he worked at a pharmacy where Gacy worked. And once detectives started, like, checking everybody out that, like, worked with this boy Robert, they realized that Gacy's past, he had already been arrested for, you know, assaulting a boy. So they ended up getting a warrant for his home. And when the detectives got into his home, they found wallets, ID cards, police badges, guns. They found like bottles of Valium and stuff. And they, I read that they found an 18 inch dildo and they didn't even arrest him. Like, he wasn't put under arrest or anything like that. They just put him under surveillance. But I feel like that is fucked up. Like, 
you find all these IDs and wallets and a police badge. Like those three things right there. Why would you not be like, whose are all these? You know? Start asking some questions. Yeah. And a bottle of Valium, and it wasn't prescribed to him. So a bottle of Valium, where'd you get this? But mostly the police badge, the wallets, and the ID cards. I'd be like, what the fuck? But they just... Yeah, I'd be looking up every single one of those people. Yeah, they just put him under surveillance. And then they ended up doing um, a second search warrant. And when officers did a second search warrant, they flushed Gacy's toilet and they can smell what smelled to be rotting corpses. That is just how the detectives smelled it or described it. Um, And then when police interviewed this man, Rossi, Um, He was a former roommate that Gacy had tried to rape, but he got away. Is that the guy that you were talking about? Uh Uh-uh. No. Okay. Well, this guy, I don't understand why he was living with him, but he had said that um, while he was living with John Wayne Gacy, Gacy had him dig trenches in a crawl space under his house for what he told him was for pipes. But the measurements for the trenches were two feet wide by six feet long by two feet deep. And the police said that that is the size that you would dig a grave. So. Okay. So this guy thinks he's digging trenches to put some pipes. Like, does he think that they take some massive shits? Like, why would you need a, a two-foot pipe? Like, what are you planning on flushing with a two-foot pipe? Like, how big are your poops? <laughs> the hole in to the toilet isn't even two foot wide. No. Nope. <laughs> That's, that doesn't make sense, mister. That's too big. <laughs> That's a big pipe. Yeah, and to be digging a bunch of them, like, you're not going to question it. And for him to have already tried some shit on you, you're not going to question that? <sighs> nope. We're just laying some big pipes. Yeah. Yeah, so on December 21st, they told Gacy that they had another search warrant, and they were ready to check the crawl space. Like, they just let him know straight up, we're coming to check your crawl space. We have the warrant for it. Um, So what Gacy did, because he thought he was so smart, just like, All these serial killers think they are. He flooded his crawl space in the hopes that it would stop everybody from digging and they'd stop looking and they'd just get over it and forget about it. But they did not do that. What they ended up doing was they just waited for everything to soak up, quit flooding, and they replaced the piece that he had broke to cause the flood. 
And they started their search again. Ugh, what a fucking mess. Fucking mess. And within a couple minutes of their search, of being in the crawl space, the detectives was able to discover, like, a, an arm with rotting flesh on it. And I don't know how they knew. It was, like, a younger man, but they could tell by the arm. And he was arrested immediately. At that point, like, they were like, all right, cool. We got you. We got you. We're going to keep digging. Uh, put his cuffs on and take him back. Like, he was arrested immediately. Yeah. Um, and 29 other boys were discovered over a period of a week through digging their crawl space. 29. That's a lot. Yeah, I heard that he ran out of space underneath his house, so he started dumping them in the river. But I'm kind of confused why no one ever found anybody or recovered anyone from the river. Oh, oh, oh. Somebody was recovered from the river. It was his first victim. Wow. It was his very first victim. It was his very first victim. They found his body off the shore of the river. Mm-hmm. Um, but he not only was putting them under his crawl space, but he started putting them like underneath where his grill would be, underneath like his backyard. He was just running out of space. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people to put downstairs. Um, Uh, he not only raped them, but he tortured all of these boys. Like whenever they were doing the autopsy reports, um, some of them would show things lodged up like in their pelvic region and they were like pill bottles and caps and all this fucked up shit. So Mm. he was like fucking them up. Um, 27 of Gacy's victims were able to be identified, but six of them were not. The ages of his victims ranged from ages 14 to 21, and they were all boys. I feel like if computers were around back then, like they are now, like this would have been solved so much quicker because back then they didn't have like a database with missing people, you know, like, a report got put on an actual piece of paper and got filed in a filing cabinet. Like there wasn't, I mean, unless you got some newspaper coverage or something like no one really knew like what was going on. If I don't know, it's just so crazy how much computers could have helped this situation back then, you know, like people would have noticed way faster. Yeah. And DNA testing. Yeah. Yeah, DNA testing and computers are the shit. Ugh. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. So, during John Wayne Gacy's trial on February 6, 1980, Gacy was charged with 33 murders. Um, a few psychologists had seen him and observed him, and they believe that he was a paranoid schizophrenic with four different personalities, but prosecution, like, wasn't buying it. They are like, no. He knew what he was doing. He would dress up as a clown. He would lure the kids in with alcohol, porn, 
Mm-hmm. And then he'd torture and rape them. You know, like you knew what you were doing. So yeah. Once the trial was over, it did not take long for the jury to come up with their verdict. They sentenced him to death for each count of murder for all all uh thirty three. So I felt like that was good. So Gacy sat on death row in Illinois for 14 years after he had put in many appeals. And there is a lot of back and forth. Um, the execution date was set for May 10th, 1994, because they were like, fuck you. You're a dickhead. You're not getting out. Mm-hmm. His last meal. This is where it comes in. This is where it comes in. Gacy's last meal was spent with his family on the prison grounds, and he ordered a bucket of KFC chicken, fried shrimp, fries, fresh strawberries, and a Diet Coke. And his final words were, kiss my ass. No thanks. Oh, these are my notes. These are my notes. Okay, this is the shit I had. His first victim um, was John Bukovic. He was a minor. He went missing in July 1975, and his parents urged police to look at John Wayne Gacy, but they did not. This is the boy that they found washed up against the shore. Another victim, he was victim two. His name was Gregory. He was a minor. He went missing in December 1976. He disappeared, and his parents also urged police to look at Gacy, and police refused to check him out again. And then there's one more victim. Um, His name was John, and he was an acquaintance with both the boys, with Gregory the other boy, John, and John Wayne Gacy. And he went missing, too. And Gacy was found with his vehicle. And when the police went to question him, he was like, oh, yeah, John sold this to me. And that was that. The police did not investigate any further. So some of Gacy's victims, like, some of them got away. But most of them were murdered, and I feel like a lot of this was police negligence. Yeah, if someone's name keeps popping up over and over and over again, and they just did a background check and saw his previous arrest, I feel like the puzzle pieces could have been put together much sooner. You have all these parents that are telling you one suspect, all these missing children know each other and they all have something in common. They all know this one freaking dude. He has a past of doing this. Why are you not looking into this? Blows my mind. I saw an interview where they were interviewing John Gacy and he claims that he looked into every one of the victims. He studied their life, their family, everything. How? Why was he able to do that? Why are you able to study your victims? And he claims that he has no recollection of ever meeting them, knowing them, talking to them, affiliating with them. He's like, I don't know these kids. Don't know. 
Yeah, one minute you're drawing a map of where all the bodies are under your house, and then the next minute you're like, oh, I don't know these kids. What a psycho. Yeah, because he put in so many peels. And I also saw where he started making paintings, and people started buying them from the prison, but they were buying them so they could burn them. But one of these sports teams, I, I think it was a baseball team. I cannot remember. I want to look it up again. But they ended up all signing this painting. But they didn't know that he was the painter. Oopsie. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, we're famous and we sign stuff all the time. And we don't ever check and see who the artist is. So, I mean, it's just, it's an understandable mistake. You're absolutely right. Yeah, but from now on, we should check and investigate everything we sign, Megan. Yeah, this is actually our lesson to start doing that. Yeah. So famous. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've learned so many lessons in this episode. Um, if you see something, say something. Um, yeah. Don't hang around dudes that uh, dress up like clowns. Sorry, clowns. But clowns. But clowns. Um, don't hang out with adults who only hang out with children. Like, why are you hanging out with children? That's a huge red flag. Adults should not be hanging out with children unless they're daycare workers. And even then, they need background checks. Protect your kids. These weirdos. Yeah, that's gross. Um, what else? What kind of adult is interested in a child? If anything, I'm like, get the F out of here. Well, I'm really sorry this happened to all these kids and their families. Like, it's, there's so many victims, like, even, mm-hmm. I don't know, even their families and just everyone who knew them. How do we end these things? We can be like, watch out for clowns. Mm-hmm. Okay, I love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.